Georgia from Gracia. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 22nd of June, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. We're going to start this little fellow with a report on Georgia's relations with, you guessed her, Chester, Russia. On Thursday the 15th, the Institute of the Development of Freedom of Information, or IDFI, a Georgian NGO, found that the presence of Russian citizens in the country led to significant growth in real estate transactions. Uh-huh. One way to look at it. In Batumi, the share of Russian real estate transactions increased from 5% before the war to 18% from January to November 2022. Russian citizens purchased 15,000 buildings and structures, including 13,000 apartments and 14,000 plots of land up until September of 2022. Russian citizens and legal entities held accounts in Georgia commercial banks with deposits reaching 2.87 billion lati, which is over a billion U.S. dollars by December 2022, an increase of 2.16 billion lati, about 800 million U.S. dollars compared to the previous year. Moreover, the report states that as of September 2022, 1.46 million Russians visited Georgia generating 891 million U.S. dollars into the economy, 112,000 Russian citizens have not returned to their homeland. On Tuesday, the 20th, Edison Research, an international research company, conducted a public poll for Formula TV, one of the main media channels in Georgia, owned by Kesedashvili, by the way, at least that's what everybody says. Survey asked respondents which political party they would vote for in a hypothetical parliamentary election. The results showed that Otsneba took the lead with 37%, followed by the Natsebi at 25%, and for Georgia came in third party ranking with 6%, barely clearing the 5% threshold that will be enforced for the proportional elections in October 2024. Also, the survey revealed that 85% of the Georgian population support the country's membership in NATO and 90% in the European Union. Some news about de-oligarchization. On Wednesday, the 21st, Irakli Kobachidze, leader of Otsneba, announced that they would consider their European partners' requests and delay the domestic bill's final approval on de-oligarchization until December. Bill's aim is to fulfill one of the 12 requirements for Georgia to qualify for EU membership candidate status. Kobachidze stated that the European partners, such as Charles Michel, president of the European Council, personally asked Karabashvili, the prime minister, to postpone the adoption of the de-oligarchization law. Also, the Venice Commission, Council of Europe's advisory body on constitutional matters, last week published a critical opinion, as we reported, on the second draft of Otsneba's de-oligarchization and said that the law should not be adopted. Regarding the 12 recommendations of the European Union to Georgia, on Wednesday the 21st, the European Commission issued an interim oral report to the EU ambassadors in Brussels on the implementation of the EU's 12 conditions for candidacy. According to Yura Active, a media network focusing on EU affairs, Georgia has successfully implemented a whopping three out of 12 recommendations, gender equality, considering judgments of the European Court of Justice, and installment of public defenders. However, the report says that Georgia needs to focus on political depolarization, judicial reforms, more systemic approach to de-oligarchization, and media freedoms. The report also states that Georgia has made no progress in terms of media pluralism and highlights the need to protect journalists and media owners. Got some update on the Chiatura miners' strike. On Monday the 19th, striking miners from Chiatura came to Tbilisi and protested in front of parliament. 
The miners said that they planned to go on a hunger strike and stay in front of the building. Protesters demanded a 40% salary increase, a return to the old work schedule, equipment renewal, and better labor conditions. On Tuesday, the 20th, Chiatura miners and their supporters camped near Parliament and Kashveti, an Orthodox church on Rustavelli Avenue right across from Parliament, and marched to the headquarters of Georgian Manganese, the company that owns the mining business in Chiatura. In response, Georgian Manganese has announced its plans to return to the old working conditions with a 12-hour working day, raise salaries by 5% initially, and gradually increase them as profitability improves. Georgian Manganese has implemented a temporary working mode since February, resulting in miners receiving only 60% of their wages. This has caused financial difficulties and challenges, particularly for miners to meet bank obligations. There are 3,000 miners. Let's talk about violent attacks against the opposition. On Saturday the 17th, someone assaulted Zudab, and yes, his middle name is actually Girchi Japaridze, leader of Girchi, More Freedom Opposition Party. In the central municipality of Gori, the attacker admitted in a social media post that he beat Japaridze for, quote, perverting our children, insulting the Catholicos Patriarch of the Georgian Orthodox Church and the Church, end quote. Later in the day, group of approximately 50 to 60 men threw rocks and red paint while insulting a hotel that hosted a youth summer camp organized by the Liberal Association Academy, which brings together 15, 16-year-old students in Borjomi. Vato Sakarishvili, former member of Otsneba Youth Wing, who established a, quote, conservative movement, Georgia above all, end quote, confirmed that members of his movement took part in the incident, but denied that they were the ones throwing rocks claiming that they acted, quote, in respect to the right of freedom and expression, end quote. The opposition deems the attackers as Otsneba coordinated violence against the opposition. More opposition stuff. On Monday the 19th, the Supreme Court ruled to uphold the prison sentence of Nika Gvaramia, co-founder and general director of Kfari Arki TV. The decision came after the court deemed the appeals inadmissible, confirming Tbilisi Court of Appeals judgment of November of last year. In response, Kvaramia took to his Facebook page where he said he would prove the truth and pursue his case in Strasbourg. On Tuesday, the 20th, the U.S. Embassy of Tbilisi issued a statement about the recent decision of the Supreme Court to uphold the prison sentence of Kvaramia, expressing its great worry about Kvaramia's ongoing imprisonment. U.S. has been raising questions and concerns about the case since the beginning, including the charges, timing, and the nature of the charges are completely ridiculous, if anybody bothers to read them, as well as the sentence. According to the embassy, many human rights defenders, both internationally and in Georgia, echoed the concerns. All of the human rights defenders that have paid attention to this. Moving on to some regionalism, on Saturday, the 17th, European Union, its member states and financial institutions implemented two major initiatives in Georgia, one aimed to create opportunities to improve the living conditions of people in some of the regions and bridge the urban-rural divide, while the other initiative focuses on protecting nature, improving waste management, and promoting greener municipalities. These initiatives fall under the Team Europe project, which seeks transformative impact in partner countries worldwide builds upon the ongoing sustainable development of the Aragvi Protected Landscape Project involving Czech, Austrian, and Slovak institutions starting in 2018. Over the weekend from Saturday the 17th to Sunday the 18th, Kutaisi hosted Gemo Fest, a festival celebrating food and drink. Georgia National Tourism Association, or GNTA, organized a festival which aimed to promote local cuisine and support entrepreneurs. 
Local hosts welcomed visitors with street food versions of traditional dishes. The festival featured 17 producers from Imereti region. At the food court, GNTA head Maya Omiadze highlighted that the two-day festival included cooking competitions and that this was the third Gemo Fest this year. Previous ones took place in the city of Ambralauri in Racha and the town of Mestia in the northwestern Svaneti region. The festival hopes to increase the flow of domestic and international travelers to different areas of Georgia. And this week with some infrastructure news. On Wednesday the 21st, Irakli Karseladze, infrastructure minister, announced that the first section of the Cajeti Highway, 35-kilometer Tbilisi-Sagarejo Highway, would open this year. The project aims to connect the central part of the eastern Cajeti region to Tbilisi through a four-lane road stretching for a total of 51 kilometers and alleviating traffic in populated areas, particularly during peak tourist season. State budget will finance a total cost of 527 million lati, which is about 200 million U.S. dollars. The remaining section of the highway, a 16.6-kilometer Bakurtsihe-Snori road, will open in 2024. That's it for this week. You must know by now that we don't want to have any ads in these updates, so we and we don't make any money doing them. So if you enjoy listening and want to help us out financially, there is a support link in the show notes. If you want to help us out but can't afford it, no problem. Just subscribe and tell your friends about us. Nachfandis. Nachfandis.